don't we do this? Why don't we just open this up for some free time this morning? If anybody wants to give a testimony or a word, if you have some scripture on your mind, something you want to say, something God's impressed you with, why don't we have an open mic? All right? Let's take a deep breath. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to lay the microphone down right here on this uh, piece of metal. We'll try to make a racket, okay? But if I do, that'll be all right. You'll get over it. And uh, if you just, anybody got something you want to say that's on your heart, let's do this, okay? you kept looking at me but <coughs> I reckon I want to take the opportunity to praise God for what he does and where he's been and where he's carried me and brought me from um, the year of my life that I was 55 years old I'd just as soon put it in the trash wish it never happened However, I would not have known that God will go with you through hell. Take you there and bring you back. Go with you step by step. And I just want to praise him this morning for still being there. The days that I've had some difficult thoughts, unheard of thoughts, he's right there. At the end of the day, he's right there with you. And all I want to do is just give him the praise, honor, and glory because there's nothing I've done. It's all him. And thank him for giving me the privilege to tell you what an awesome God he is. The only thing that's awesome in my book is God. I never thought I'd see some things that I've seen. But by the grace of God, I've come out the other side of them. just want to praise him for it today. I honestly don't like getting up here after doing an hour of worship. It makes me feel like a microphone hog. But I'm not going to sit there anymore, and I'm, I'm going to tell you what I'm really sensing. I felt it. I've read it some this week. This week's been an interesting thing, place at our house, but I can tell you I've never been more excited about what God's doing in my life. Never been more excited about what he's doing in your life. Because I know he's in control. Um, 
Friday afternoon. Was it Friday afternoon? Yeah, it was Friday afternoon. I came in. I said, I want to do a song. It came across my iTunes called We All Fall Down. And it talks about falling down in his presence. Like, well, Jesus, when you walk in the room, we fall down. I'm telling you that we've just walked through the door of the season where we're going to be hitting the floor, where his presence is going to be so thick. I'm not talking about six months from now. I'm telling you we've walked into the season. We're about to walk into the room where we hit the floor. And then anybody ever follow Jubal Johnson on Facebook? He's a favorite. Brenda and I love him. If you don't follow Jubal Johnson on Facebook, you want to follow him because he he releases some of the words that are on time. And I've got this thing that he released, and it goes right into the falling on the floor that we're we're going to be experiencing in now. I'm not even going to call it soon. We're going to experience in now time, in this soon time, because we have totally, the scales are tipped. We're in a new season. And I want to tell you that if it looks like everything has gone every way but the way that it was supposed to go, then you're in the perfect place because it's God's perfect time to perform the impossible. Because if we could do it, we could get the credit for it. But it's got to be God to do it, so it can be only God did that because man did not do that. That's where I stand today. And there's no place where I would rather be than where God does it. Because I can tell you that this week, for Farrell and me both, and my children, we have had more opportunities to witness to people that we wouldn't have witnessed to. And I would lose that election all over again to release faith into somebody else's life. I would walk through it all over again to release faith and to build up the faith in somebody else's life. And as much as it may hurt sometimes, it's what we're called to do. We're not called to walk through the easy stuff. We're called to walk sometimes through the hard stuff so people have to look at us and see what we're truly made of. And when we can walk through that with a smile on our face, then we hit the floor in his presence because he hangs around us. So if you're just going through a bad time and it just hadn't happened the way you want to, don't worry about it. It's God's problem, it's not mine. Because it's not over until he says it's over. So I want to read you this post because I believe it applies to this place, it applies to this house, it applies to my life, and it applies to your life. Here's the difference. In order for every prophecy that's been prophesied to you to come to pass, you have to believe it and you have to walk towards it. It's not just going to slap you across the face and happen. So if you were called, Cody, to be some great musician, you just sitting there and never get behind a a stack of drums, it's not going to happen. You've got to walk in that faith. Like, I don't know, but I'm just going to keep on walking because he told me to walk this path. I'm going to walk it until he tells me to stop it. If you've been called to write a book, well, it's not going to happen until you pick up the pen. If you've called to healing, it's not going to happen until you start praying for those who are sick. So if you expect the prophetic words to come forth in your life, then start acting on them as if they're already here because they are here and they are in the now. You got that? So don't say, he hadn't done it yet. Well, have you done your part? Just asking. Okay, well, here's this post Jubal posted, and it was written by Lana Vosser. It's called, You're Not Only Going to Be Awed, But You're Going to Be Totally Floored. And when I was reading this, my spirit just went, He's talking to you. 
And if he's talking to me, chances are he's talking to you. So, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we all ask and imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. That's Ephesians 3.20. And it says, immeasurably more. This morning, I felt Ephesians 3.20 strongly on my heart, that God is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power at work with us. Not only is he able, but I sense he is in the process of revealing this very truth in the bride of Christ. I sense this scripture speaking in a few new ways, awed. I sense the first and foremost, the character of God is going to be displayed at a grand level and is going to dispel lies and misconceptions of who he is. You will be floored by his goodness and provision. Well, we've been saying that for months. Sounds like confirmation to me. Yeah. I keep hearing the words grand scale yet kept seeing a grand piano. I saw that the Lord had seen all moments of sowing and all the moments of obedience and all the moments of sacrifices of praise, and the scales of heaven are about to tip grandly in your favor. Your faithfulness in holding on to him is a reaping of a tremendous harvest. Have we heard that before? Yeah, I I think so. I also kept seeing a grand piano, and like in a natural, a grand piano is the biggest and the best. I sense the Lord is about to explode big things. His glory is about to be seen on a big scale, and he is going to do what he is going, and it is going to be the best. He is going to give you the best. Also, as a grand piano releases a beautiful tune when played, I sense that as the people of God step into the best and walk in obedience to him, doing not only what he has called them to do, not only will a glorious sound of worship arise from their hearts to heaven, but the tune of love and how good he is will be released throughout the earth. Have I heard that before? I've heard that here in the past few weeks, months. Confirmation? I think so. The best is yet to come. I sensed many are feeling that they have missed the boat, that maybe they have done something wrong, missed something, and they have felt left in the waiting. I sense to encourage those of you, the best is yet to come, and he is going to give you the best. Keep your eyes on him, and the best will manifest. It may not be maybe a sometime in my lifetime. It is in this season. I'll read that one again. It is not a maybe sometime in my lifetime. It is in this season. No, you're not getting it yet. It is not maybe sometime in my lifetime. It is in this Season. Memorial Day typically is the start of season change for summer. Am I, am I correct? Oh, well, let me read this again because it's going to hit some of you. It is not a maybe sometime in my lifetime. It is in. 
Oh, Jason's getting it. It is not maybe sometime in my lifetime. It is. Mm -mm. It is not maybe sometime in my lifetime. It is in this season. The Lord spoke to me this morning. He said, you know, tomorrow's Memorial Day. And I was like, yeah. And he said, it's the start of a new season. That's when most people begin talking about summer. It's the beginning of summer. So now I'm telling you, not only in the natural is it a new season, but in the, in the spirit, it is a new season. Fishing for blessings, bro. God has spoken to you and confirmed his word, and now you are waiting for the fulfillment. As you have been faithful in waiting in this season, the best will manifest. This season. I'm not kidding. This season. This season. I'm not waiting for school to start back. This season. During worship, God was releasing the, an impossible anointing on you. A possible, a God possible anointing. Listen, I can be an anointed musician all day long, but if I don't sit behind that piano and play, it's not going to happen. If you're an anointed teacher, teach. If you're an anointed photographer, take pictures. If you're anointed at pushing a broom, then push the broom. You don't want to miss this season. You don't want to be in the, I'm just telling you, don't be in the middle of your pity party with God right now because you may miss the boat. That's hard and that's cruel, but I love you and I, I'll tell you straight up, don't be in your pity party because you may miss the boat. Be in your faith. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I release the spirit of faith. I release the spirit of expectancy and the spirit of belief in every person in here. And I speak to every doubt and say there is no place for doubt in this house. I call forth every vision, every dream to fruition. I call forth his kingdom come, his will be done in our lives, even when we don't understand, but for you to get all the glory for it. I call forth every seat fold. Full. There's full. I call forth signs, wonders, and miracles. Not miracles of man that man can do, but miracles that only you do. I call forth the moments when we all hit the floor and we can't move because we are so saturated by your presence, Lord. And Father, I call forth that we are changed from glory to glory to glory to glory. That there's no doubt that there's no hype in this house. There is no spirit of competition in this house. But there is a spirit of love, of power, and joy in the Holy Spirit, and righteousness. We call forth the righteousness of God in this house. 
We call forth anointed leaders, apostles, teachers, prophets, and evangelists and pastors. No unforgiveness will work in this house either. We call forth the spirit of forgiveness. We call forth unity, a supernatural unity. And Father, we say that if it's not ours, we don't want it. If it's not meant for us, we don't want it. And that's all I have to say about that. I guess I'll back her up on this one. It has been an interesting week for us. Um, we went in Tuesday morning confident that God was going to do something and this whole election thing, but we were confident that God was going to do something. That was the biggest thing. We were confident God was going to do something. We thought it added up to be a win. Now, about 8.30 Tuesday night, numbers didn't really add up to be a win. And there was a little bit discouraging. If, if anybody had a chance to feel discouraged, I was pretty well discouraged for a little while. Because we didn't know what God was really up to. We knew God was up to something. When the final verdict came around, somewhere about, what, about 9 o'clock, 9.30, something like that, they called the race. Which I'd already told her, Tasha, I lost lost by six votes. I could do my math. I'm a product of the Wayne County school system and I could add. I knew that I had lost by six votes. And many of you know, Natasha and I are, are a team in everything that we do. She's my rock. I'm her rock. We were, we were both bouncing off each other. Tuesday night. You okay? You okay? You okay? You okay? And making sure because if if her and I stand together, there's nothing that anybody can do to us. Nothing. I can promise you that. Um, the best hope that anybody has to ever come against us is that they catch one of us in a weak moment that makes it a little bit harder for them to get to where they're going, but they still won't do it. Somewhere around 1 o'clock in the morning... I had a realization. You're right. God has this thing. God is in the middle of this. And let's just see what he's up to. Because before 7.01 fell or before 7 o'clock and they closed those doors of those poles, God was up to something. He's always working on our behalf. Now, our behalf from our side doesn't always look the way it does when God does it. And there's a big difference. God's vision and our understanding of his vision don't always match and our perception of what he's doing sometimes doesn't always seem right so about one o'clock in the morning i'm laying there 
And I really was one of those, you know, I was that little tightrope thing looking there, and I'm like, I could fall one way or the other. I could really fall off of this one side, and I could be pretty well PO'd. And there was a time somewhere around 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, I was headed in that direction because I lost. And that was bad because you want to win no matter what you do. If you don't strive to win, what's the purpose of it? So sitting there getting a little frustrated and, and you know, like Keith was talking about earlier, Natasha and the pity party thing, I'm like, I just don't want to go anywhere tomorrow. I don't want to see these people. But God was working on my behalf. And at all points in time, throughout all this last month and a half, three months, whatever it's been, well, the last four years, God's been up to something. Well, I realized God knew what the six votes were going to be. He knew that I would lose by six. Thank the good Lord he saw fit that I would not be beat by 160 or 200 and be embarrassed. It was a close race. <laughs> Natasha and I, after latching a hold that God is up to something, he's doing this thing. He's got this whole election and office position. He's got it held in the palm of his hand. He knew this when, when we started down this. Natasha and I have had so many opportunities to share the faith that we have in God and what he's going to do in our lives. Since Monday, Wednesday morning, it's just been unbelievable. I was telling Keith, I've had people cry on my shoulder because I lost. I ain't crying. Why are you crying? As some of the black people say, you cry, cry. I mean, I'm the one that lost, not you. And you're sitting there, and you're patting these people on the back and going, it's okay. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. God's up to something. Brenda, he's up to something. We just got to realize what it is. Pretty quick. <laughs> oh, But at everything that we do, whether it's playing the guitar and having never played the guitar and doing what God's called you to do, or playing the drums, having never played the drums and doing what God's called you to do. Or preaching the gospel when, when that's what he's called you to do. We have to stay focused. Not on the act or the calling or the office. But we have to stay focused on what God is doing in our lives. What he's called us to be and where we're going. And... It's really good that I went to Vidalia two weeks or a week and a half ago because I heard a I heard a, a guy give a testimony. Of course, they didn't call it testimony when you're in the middle of a sales meeting. They call it inspiration or motivational speaking. The guy gave a pretty good testimony. They just don't know it because they're a bunch of idiots. One of the things that he said was, when you struggle with where you're going, turn around and look at how far you've come. Now, they threw out all kind of numbers and where we've done and what our margin is and how much money we've made. But the thing that I took away from seven hours of being at corporate office was when you get frustrated 
and, and you lose vision of where you're going, turn around and look how far you've come. You see, that is the epitome of what God is doing in our lives. When we sit in here sometimes and we get a little irritated, we get a little frustrated about what we see and the mountaintop keeps moving and it's not getting any closer, just stop for a minute and look at how far you have come. Providence met in a home and then it met at a Franklina restaurant in Ludoisi and then it met at a building with the green and orange, not really red, not really orange, floor tiles, and they came up and were moving around and they wouldn't stay fit. And there was a whole family of cockroaches that lived there and it was it was really interesting. And then we moved to a bar that leaked really bad. It leaked worse than here. And we had our own little short order cook kitchen thing that we didn't make a dime on. Kim worked her little butt off back there cooking stuff, and we went through all kinds of... Y'all look at where we've come from. Yeah, it's a little frustrating that chairs aren't full. But we know what God has called us to do. And it may not include a thousand people coming together at a conference but it has to do with changing the individual lives on a daily basis. And we can turn around and look and we can see Colts and we can see Cody's. We can see Farrell's. Because, y'all, there was a time I would have never spoke in front of all of y'all. <laughs> and now I... I'm not afraid of all of us standing up here and talking. We've got new people that we see. We've had families come and go. We've got families all across the world now that have been affected by a little old handful of people. Now, if they all came under one roof at one time, yeah, we'd probably minister to a thousand people at one time. But who cares? You see, God has called us, and he's been faithful in the things that he's done. How do I say this? It's a wonder that we're not all badass crazy in this house. Y'all understand that one? I don't have to get deeper. It is. With all the struggles and trials that this group of people's been through, y'all deserve a time in the padded room for about a week or two just to relax. But he's been faithful. He has been faithful through everything that we've done. Through every trial and tribulation, he has been faithful. And he has not given up on me, and I don't have a right to give up on him. When you understand the goodness and the greatness of what he's done. Y'all, I lost an election Tuesday night, but I won a race. December 31st, when midnight falls, I'll have finished a God-given task. And I know I'll be finished with it because if not, I'd have still been in there. But now between now and December 31st, there's going to be some serious praying because whatever needs to be done will be done before then.
And I don't have anything to hold me back. I'm going to have short timers. And if y'all have ever had the joy of experiencing short timers, it's a ball. I can do and say without any worry about January 1st. And I can declare and call upon the kingdom of God to fall on Wayne County school system and there ain't a thing they can do to me because they can't vote me out. I'm already headed there. Like a man that ain't afraid of dying, I'm the most dangerous person they could ever expect to have right about now. And we're going to have some fun. Dr. Brenda Edenfield, superintendent of school. We're going to have some fun. You see, the door has opened because the door has closed. And I'm excited. Who knows what January 1st is going to be like? Like I've, I've put it on Facebook and told Brother Keith this morning, January 1st has a clean sheet of paper for Farrell and Natasha Cooksey as far as political office or whatever goes on after that. But until then, he's been faithful. One of the songs at our wedding, our last song, Darlene Landreth sang it and did an amazing job. Uh, it was back when you were, what, let's see, that was, you were still maybe in third grade? <laughs> but the song was, is by, and it's called He's Been Faithful. And he has every step of the way. I am excited about what God is doing. I'm excited that perfect strangers, and some that I wish were perfect strangers, have come up to us this week and consoled us, and we've turned around and consoled them. We've turned around and shared God's love of us and how he's been faithful to us with them. Y'all, that door would have never, that opportunity wouldn't have been there had I won. The whole process of the election is still part of the ministry that God has called Natasha and I to, which is to spread his name and his love and what he's done in our lives to each and every person we meet, given the opportunity. I've had people that, that I've worked with that I've shared with what he's doing that wouldn't have been opened up. So by losing, I've won. I've won an opportunity to share. I've won an opportunity for Natasha and I to console these people and tell them, look, God's got this. It's not up to us. And I just got to tell you, I am so excited about what God, you know, one of the things that we've really said in this house is when God's doing in one house, he's going to start doing more in the other because we're all united and done. He's doing some things in our house. Y'all better get ready. He's going to do some things in yours. We may have jobs coming open. Who knows? I'll raise my hand and vote for Regina. Might have to put some pressure. I know how to do that two or three weeks ago. <laughs> but it's all good. What God is doing through your troubles and trials is preparing you for a mountaintop. And there's nothing like a mountaintop experience. But the way to truly appreciate the mountaintop is to go through the valley. And about halfway up that mountain, when you start getting frustrated, just trying to look at where you've been. 
it may seem out that the top is unreachable, but you've come so far. You've made it this far. Don't give up. Keep on holding on. God is up to something in this house. And that's all That's all my praise because, y'all, I, I have been so excited about what God's doing. I have given him so much more praise this week than I possibly could have done for winning. And I am so looking forward. There's probably a phone call or two I'm going to make December 31st or January 1st about 12.01. That would be a good time to be making phone calls too, won't it? About 12.01, I got one individual I just can't wait to talk to. I'm going to pray for him. You watch. I'm going to pray for, for my nemesis before this time is over. I'm going to lay hands on him and pray for him. <laughs> but it's fun because God is opening doors. I don't have anything to lose because I've won. So, And then there's stuff that they came up with, the whole number six thing, but that's neither here nor there. I got this man right here that I can I can know that when I can't get any direction whatsoever, I can call Brother Keith because I know he's been he's been y'all he's been digging into that loaf of bread lately. And if y'all hadn't been here on some of these services, he's been digging into pretty deep into the oven and getting a fresh hot loaf of bread and bringing it. God is up to something in my brother. Latch a hold of it, y'all. There's there's nothing that God can't do. It's just a matter of us getting our can-do and giving it to him. Damn. I'm going to quit. Got it. Okay. What I saw um, during worship, toward the end of worship, in heavy worship, the uh, the heaviness of the spirit was a red bird. And I didn't know what a red bird meant. And a red bird means the symbol of faith. Okay. And so this is keep your faith. Stay the path of righteousness. Your prayers will be answered. Keep the faith. Then when the music continued to play and we began ministering to individuals, I saw and heard a tightrope. And as we know, a tightrope is um, a very precarious, and it says in the definition, um, place to be on when we have to, uh, if we were to walk a tightrope. We walked tightropes every day of our lives in our situations of which we do not have control of. 
we walk a tightrope. It's precarious. It takes, as Romans 10.10 says, um, for it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God, and it is by opening, declaring your faith that you are saved. So it's declaring your faith as you walk that tightrope in your situations that God, again, keeping your faith, staying the path, righteousness, your prayers will be answered. Keep the faith in this season because the season is bursting forth. I mean, it's it's coming like a, it's almost, in, in some of my prayers at home that I've been praying, I'm seeing whirlwinds, and it's like it's stirring up, and it's not just here, it's all over, but we have got to join the forces, so wherever you are in your relationship with the Lord, in that prayer life, ask for deep. Ask for a deeper place in him. Giving up who we are. You know, as we walk a tightrope, we just have to we just have to trust. You just have to if you're if you're called if that person goes out and you know, maybe okay, we've done it in one place, but how about like a going across it and he tells you to sit in the wheelbarrow and go across it put somebody in the wheelbarrow you sit and let somebody walk you that takes a lot of faith but faith only comes by us relinquishing ourselves and the faith will just it just comes so that's my word Anybody else? Be glad to let you share. Sure. Okay, we'll leave with the scripture, okay? This is um, Galatians 2, and I'm going to take liberty with this. Galatians 2, 15 through 21. This is my variation of the New Living Translation. For when I tried to be religious, I realized I could never earn God's approval. So I died to religion that I might live for God. I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. So I live my life in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I'm not one of those who treats the grace of God as meaningless. 
For if we could be saved by religion, then there was no need for Christ to die. You see the whole thing. Sometimes it's what we try to substitute for what Christ has already freely given us. Not only the life, but the capacity to trust him. So today, I hope you've been encouraged by everything that's been said in worship. The testimony is given. I hope you've been encouraged to get down to the kernel of the nut. And that is simply this. It's whatever you've been trying to substitute to make things happen. Remember, the issue is trusting Jesus with everything he's done for you and everything he's going to do. So, Father, we just seal this up with your word. We thank you for the encouragement. We thank you, Lord, for the blessing of being able to receive ministry from you and revelation and to be captured by your presence. We thank you, Lord, for the love and the mercy and the forgiveness and the grace that abounds not only here but in your kingdom. And we just say, Lord, we want more of your kingdom to come in Jesus' name. And let it come through us. Amen.